You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Saturday Omaha. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Today on Saturday Omaha, TJ and I are going to be talking about Sofra Kitchen, and you can find them at 220 South 31st Avenue in Omaha, Nebraska, with a good midtown crossing zip code of 68131. Some people in the Omaha area may remember the Sofra Crepery that was in the inner rail, but they moved out of there and now have their own full space in the Midtown Crossing area and an awesome little location. Uh, First of all, if you are in the Midtown Crossing section of Omaha, which is on Farnham Street, uh, there are two different parking garages for which you can park for free. Just make sure that you bring the uh, printed out ticket into Sofra Kitchen or whichever retailer you're going to and have them validate your parking because then you can park in the parking garage at no cost to you, which is is quite handy. I, I like free parking. But anyway, Sofra Kitchen is what we're talking about here. And they're uh, open seven days a week. Uh, They are open from 7.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. as of this recording, although please check your uh, social media is probably usually the most updated thing um, or their website uh, or Google hours. So you're, you're making sure that you're there. But TJ has got takeout from here numerous times. So for Kitchen, a European-inspired uh, bistro, I think, would be the tagline, if you will. Um, it's in the corner, kind of on the uh, circle roundabout area in Midtown. But the interior, I love the interior of this place. You walk in and there is a uh, a host check-in counter where they will find you a seat, but there's kind of a bar dining area. You can see right back into the kitchen where they're preparing your food. They offer various coffee beverages, which is cool. Uh, I think I actually got a like an iced Americano to go one day there. And then off to the left is kind of dining area number one. And along the back wall, there's a uh, full long food couch. And we often call a booth a food couch. This is quite literally a food couch because it runs the length. It's a pretty darn couchy food couch. Yeah, it's It's it's, got throw pillows. It's pretty much the full length of the wall. It is. It's not leather or faux leather. It is genuine, uh, uh, nice, soft upholstery type deal. And directly behind it is a succulent garden, which I had a hard time believing those were real. I mean, they look like real plants, but I'm just eyeing them like... They're keeping a, a, a garden of, of succulents that size, all these, you know, leaves and things. I figured that'd be hard to, they're not horribly hard to care for, but it's, it's, it's the whole darn length do. of the wall. Right. And I look back in there and there's tags of the type of plants they have planted and <laughs> actual dirt. Sure enough, it feels pleasant to Does. be sitting next to that little garden yes. by the window. In addition to that, in that main dining area, there is a a sizable uh, pendant light with kind of a almost a, a, a not quite scalloped uh, uh, glass Ooh, exterior scalloped type potatoes. Of, of thing. But it it's a large, uh, ornate, pretty white mm-hmm. light fixture that that makes the room feel more open. It feels somewhat more upscale. It's a nice decorating element and. The whole place is this curious mix of uh, everyday, upscale, and cozy like you're in someone's home, including the little hutch over in the corner with just, you know, from from your grandma's house with, with a plate and a, and a couple of cups yeah. on it. Or the frame is the, the word I'm looking for, a, a mm. very large frame containing several pieces of art uh, available for purchase. And it's really the art's really high up, which is kind of interesting. There's different. Uh, well, some some is that I think the the permanent restaurant art uh, is is higher up. There is also the the wall of of paintings for purchase directly across it, from indeed. the food couch. I guess when you were saying there's there's the mix. What I what I wanted the listeners to kind of uh, imagine and and come with me here is that the kind of the coffee area it feels. A little lower, more cozy, more coffee shop. Then there's the center area that you're talking about with the succulent and the 
art there and that has a very high ceiling and the art is very high up in some spots and then there's that back wall you're talking about adjacent to that is yet another area that looks like it would work very well for some private dining there's some windows there um there's i I know when i went in one time there was a family there that had you know little ones and things like that and they can actually close that door off if they want to i think it can be totally walled off but each area has its own blended motif in the, in that they connect with each other but the each little area is a little bit different but every one of them is super approachable comfy with the succulents and like when we went in and the the sun is shining in and things like that it's just a nice space to be in period to that end let's let's get into the the very varied food within we are going to start um, in the breakfast arena though because throughout our various eats for this restaurant actually TJ went out to lunch today uh, with a good friend of ours and uh, he had kind of asked TJ's like do you guys really eat all that? stuff yes yes we do and quite often we'll order a lot of things at one time um it is known as doing the thing because we want to try everything on the menu but let us start then with breakfast and uh tj i'm actually going to start with a very short uh description because it is something that i did not eat but the voice of fatterday omaha uh had as uh she and i had lunch the other day and i had uh, mentioned this in the intro but that's the avocado toast she was a fan of this there are four half slices of uh toast there with a flat schmear of uh avocado on there with sesame seed and drizzled looks like a little bit of oil on there but what i like about the avocado toast here is it also comes with some of their oven roasted potatoes which i had with another one of my dishes bacon and uh eggs so you got a a nice breakfast meal there it was beautifully presented with uh, those four slices kind of in a a fan so that was kind of cool but um i think you and i both had a benedict did you have more than one benedict tj uh yeah i th- think i'm up to three now oh my the, uh the regular eggs benedict the blt benedict and the locks benedict oh my i only had one of those i had the blt would you uh, espouse on one of the other ones or the blt and we can talk about that and then we'll kind of go from there well i think they're from from the basic they are pretty much exactly what you would expect uh, uh, uh going forward so i think mm. the basic regular uh as you would expect eggs benedict English muffin, poached eggs, ham, hollandaise. Uh, no and place like home those, for the hollandaise. Indeed. And then those uh, oven-roasted potatoes, as you mentioned, uh, briefly touching on those. Yeah, the little potatoes your mother likes? The little potatoes your mother likes. Oh, okay. You know, browned on, on one side. I, I They looked uh, maybe maybe flat-top finished or something like that to me, like like a home fry would, those kind of cubed potatoes. And, and frequently just a little bit more browning on one side gives them some character. I catch a faint hint of, like, I feel like the, the chef, the cook, whoever's back there making them, uh-huh. picked up a bottle of red pepper flakes and held it in their hand while looking at the potatoes. <laughs> just a little essence like of heat? Just, just the barest hint in the okay. background that I catch every now and again. And then very clearly uh, some little bits of thyme on there when when you look closely so they're very lightly herbed uh with i i think some pepper and of course a little bit of salt on there they are lightly herbed uh and of course with uh, a couple of spices on there presumably salt and pepper of course sure uh and that that hint of heat here and there they have some character they are a nice accompaniment to Pretty much, I think they're on most of the breakfast foods here. Yeah. And they're a nice add-on. So I figured I figured some in-depth coverage of that because they're going to go with like five of the dishes that, yes. that I've had here. Yeah, the avocado toast and then uh, I believe my BLT Benedict uh, came with them also. And you're right. And they, they say that they're oven roasted. So, you know, could just be browning for maybe a little bit of oil, maybe some olive oil in the oven. But I, I'm glad that you remarked on them because sometimes you get the, the home fries. Or, I mean, potatoes are just good anyway but sometimes they're okay or they're chewy or you know you gotta work at them these are an enjoyable very well presented side of potatoes uh to go with your meal and i think a person might look forward to having these with their meal versus uh eh, there's some potatoes i think these are are 
better prepared there. There's some there's some care put into these little spuds, I think. Agreed. I, I, I don't want to showcase them as being phenomenal. Right. But they're 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 a nice addition. The the potatoes themselves, they look good. They're just they a little bit more browned on this side than that. They're a nice kind of rustic looking potato thing. And that with this with the potatoes, with they the Benedicts, look real. With, uh-huh. With pretty much everything. Uh Sofra's plating is on point. Hundred percent. Things things are very it is very pretty food. Yes, chef. So the the Benedict is no exception to that. The standout for me, I'm always looking for a good Hollandaise sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy the sauce itself, but I'm I'm fairly picky about which ones I genuinely like and which ones I do not. Do you like a a, a pronounced uh, lemon hit in your your Hollandaise? Do you want to do you want to taste the the lemony in there? I I like them with a little bit more acidity. I, okay. I like the balance of richness and acidity, but I I do tend to like it to. Uh, uh, sit more on the slightly thinner, uh, more acidic side. Ah, okay. Uh, rather than the the chicken gravy side. The absolute yeah, the absolute other end of the spectrum okay. is thick and kind of flat tasting. Yeah, and, and there's there's anywhere between and and different variances between those not necessarily binary ends of the hollandaise uh, spectrum. Is is a Benedict. An elevated version of biscuits and gravy. Oh, let's let's. Oh, then. oh, oh, no! Don't that you you just made half of the nation I did. very I did. unhappy. There's a whole bunch of elevated. Oh no! I know. No, a a similar preparation. Oh. A a a. I mean, English muffin a, and a, holidays. An example. An example. And cream of, gravy. Uh, yeah. A, a, an example of parallel thinking, perhaps. Ooh, ooh. Oh, you get I, a split biscuit, you get a split English muffin. I now, now I just want sausage gravy on an English muffin say, and I'm hollandaise gonna... on a biscuit. Getting back into the yeah, into the Benedict. So uh, the hollandaise, this one uh, is a little bit on the thicker side, but at once a touch fluffy. There's a good amount of air worked into it so despite the fact that it is a richer hollandaise a thicker hollandaise it is a good one also kind of light it has that that bit of tanginess in there that it should not so much that it is pronounced as i think that the the degree of of lemon that i like in my hollandaise is probably uh in so much as one's taste in food can be wrong, okay, is a little wrong. Oh, in um, other words, I think you're... yeah, I think my personal preference running to that side uh-huh. is uh, is is too far. It, it's not a good balanced hollandaise sauce. It is very much a personal preference. The way I tend to like mine, and I'm sure there are other people that do. I think this is that hollandaise for all peoples kind of hollandaise sauce. It has the characteristics that it is supposed to have all of them. It has none the of thi- the knobs are turned way up. Right. It has the balance. It has the, the okay. thickness, the richness, the the lightness, the slight acidity hit. It's it's a good balance of all of those things. The closest I can get to a criticism is if, for instance, one were to order two to three entrees like some kind of podcasting weirdo, who sorry, do that? radio show weirdo, uh, then one should eat the Benedict first, not second <laughs> or third, because being as as on the thick side as this sauce is, uh, when it starts to get cold, it doesn't hold up as well, whereas the thinner ones do. Ah survive that uh that time a little bit uh more more successfully but they are not as as thick and rich as they are when it comes out to you hot uh, as intended as all three uh benedicts that you had because it's eggs benedict i thought the uh eggs were prepared very well uh teej because you know a good egg is is an important piece of this so that would be my kind of main remark on my blt uh benedict here uh the bacon 
bacon. I've had it on the burger as well. Um, I, I thought all the components were tasty, well-prepared, well-presented. But how did you feel about the eggs across your three Benedicts? And that that was exactly the next point I wanted to get to was the eggs. That I am, because of the breakfast thing as discussed, because I have had too darn many eggs in the space <laughs> of like the last 10 or so years. Especially scrambled for you, I'm betting. Uh-huh. I, I am very picky about eggs, uh, more so than I have ever been, but I have always been picky about poached eggs because I love a really good poached egg. Uh-huh. I get all excited when there's proper poached eggs potentially on offer. And then when I get a not good one, <gasps> I get angry. Oh, no. And so these, I, I require at least kind of a nice, uh, uh, relatively soft but somewhat toothsome uh, egg white. Sure. And a nice runny yolk. Mm -hmm. And the more you can set that egg white nicely mm -hmm. while keeping the entire yolk runny, the happier I am because I like that richness imparting itself to whatever the yes. poached egg happens to be on. Yes. Why don't I see more poached eggs on burgers? I kind of want that because, man, that would smash nicely. I should oh, try that. I think that's it is it smashes. Yeah, I totally want to do that just so it's like a like a... I don't know. You just wham it, and then it's then well, it's there. Yeah, it's 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 one for the entire uh, entire burger, but until it has been compressed, it's a big lump in the uh -huh. middle of your bun. I know. I just this I, this is gonna require some R and D. Yeah, but I think I think my I think my preference for burgers is still so the uh, the the over easy yeah. uh, mostly soft yolk egg. So it's that's fair. Sits sits over the entirety of the burger, that's and fair. and then you. Yeah, I'm just thinking like it's almost like a toad in a hole. I, I hollow out part of the bun and put it. Anyway, th this is an R&D conversation. We need back on track. Sorry that I moved us off the rails. One thing I will uh, get out to the listeners, though, is something that I have learned. If you're trying to do poached eggs at home, uh, you know, put a little vinegar in your, your boiling water, but swirl your water a lot and then put the egg in and that will help you with your poached eggs egg so and that the water as, is moving in a vortex when you put the egg in there. as i was going to say before i hit the stupid music stand <gasps> that i tend to that? put my show notes on yep it's right again. there i see it and that explains why there was an interruption before i got to the general shape of the egg because i didn't completely describe the one we have i just i told you the characteristics ah, i'm yes. looking for yes but you could see slight lines in the egg white where the swirling had occurred ah. to keep it in a nice, relatively uh, tight form factor. Almost a sphere as far as eggs go. Kind of, sort of, but with mm -hmm. those, the swirls, presumably from the swirling of the hot water a it was placed tail in. on the egg? Yeah, it, it just, get, it gives it a really nice shape. Again, mm -hmm. presentation. I've had some very nice poached eggs that fulfill the requirements, but this one... Mmm. It is the best poached egg I can remember. Okay, that's that's an honest uh, move there. Relatively neutrally flavored, at once soft and kind of toothsome, and fully cooked egg white with a perfectly runny yolk in the center. Eggs in general can kind of have a, a little bit of a sulfury component to them. They have those compounds. It's one of the things that makes them good, and I think some of the healthy elements, actually. Uh but it can be slightly off-putting. Didn't notice any of that in this. It it just the the right balance of flavor and with that nice balanced hollandaise sauce mm -hmm. and a little bit of ham, not too shaved nice and thin. Mm -hmm. The mutton is nice and lean. All of that put together on that English muffin, texturally, visually, uh, a wonderful thing. And that's that is about where breakfast should be. It's not a ton of food. It is a pleasant sensory experience and enough to make you not hungry, not necessarily super full. It, if I was actually starting my day in the morning, which occasionally I have with Sofra Kitchen, uh, that would be, it, it's a great way to, to begin without weighing you down too much. And it is a a good experience to be had rather than a whole heck of a lot of calories. Excellent. So uh, 
you know, we really got the core components there, the the eggs, the hollandaise. Um, you know, that's probably the hardest things to make sure that they are correct. Uh, I kind of commented on the BLT ingredients. We have a lot to go through on our list today. So just super quick for the, the locks or the standard. We talked about the ham on the standard. Anything else you want to weigh into before we move on to the next thing? Because there are many we got to go through today. Uh, no, because we will talk about the locks, Benedict briefly in the context of another thing okay cool i'm gonna move on to my last breakfast item which happens to be the french toast uh, the french toast is served with lots of fruit really good fruit and this was something that uh, for breakfast sometimes you get like kind of just a boring little side of fruit i think the fruit was a dominant element on this plate with the french toast which i really liked again you know, the presentation is wonderful here on everything. So I, you know, we won't uh, dwell on that too much because it's consistent. It's really good. Um, a Not a super thick French toast. I would say a straightforward French toast. If you're ordering French toast, that is what you are getting. Um, I believe two or three pieces on this plate, more of that thinner slice, delicious, and lots of good fresh fruit. Uh, I won't stay on the French toast long because it is what it is. The French toast. Um, TJ, did you get any additional breakfast items, or should we move on to more meaty uh, subjects? I could swear I've gotten a pancake as a side at some point, you know, as an extra. Yeah. But uh, if I have, it wasn't hugely memorable. I did at last uh, get around to ordering the waffle. That said, oh. that that is part of an experience that, uh, as, as a, a, a holistic thing we, uh -huh. we will speak of that particular eat-in experience that is the one not sour note exactly but there there was a minor incorrect thing because it's supposed to have that housemaid strawberry jam on there uh it did not however you mentioned the fruit on your french toast yes um did you get the ring of fruit on that yeah, yeah the the fruit was not on top of the french toast it was all around it on the plate which i really liked because i wanted my french toast to taste like french toast not french toast with fruit and it did which i liked a lot so that was uh that was what i got here with the waffle instead of the strawberry jam it was uh served with syrup and then surrounded in that ring of alternating slices yeah. of individual pieces of fruit, which is a wonderful way to get your mixed fruit. Yes. Um, the, the flavors are just separate enough. They're close enough to each other that they meld a little bit. Yep. And again, really pretty plating. Uh, as for the waffle itself, uh, a little bit of a surprise, not the... Uh, not the more airy, crispy uh, Belgian waffle okay. that you would usually expect. Uh, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. And you did uh, you did reference a uh, a Dutch baby uh, uh, somewhat <laughs> in jest earlier in I this did. episode. Um, for those who like a Dutch baby, this might be a little bit more in the ballpark. It actually reminds me oh. of my very first attempt many years ago to make a uh, a Belgian waffle at home. Uh -huh. uh, the best waffles I had in memory at the time were a friend's mother who made them in her, her big high heat proper cast iron waffle oh, yeah. iron from scratch. Uh, and then I found out her recipe was just the one in the Betty Crocker cookbook. At the time, not knowing that those orange Betty Crocker cookbooks that everyone's mom has and I actually inherited from mine uh, vary considerably from year to year. So mine came out a little bit different. But this, like ah, that, uh -huh. is a very egg-heavy ah. uh, uh, kind of waffle. Get your bit, protein in there. A little bit more, more dense feeling, definitely more moist. Uh, not unpleasantly so. I was searching for that airy, crisp Belgian waffle, uh -huh. but it is a nice, uh, almost, almost custardy, almost crepey. That sounds great. Like it's it, it's a it's a dense crumb and kind of on the rich side. So you would need to know huh. that going in. I do want to try it with that house-made strawberry jam and see how that plays out. I want I this would, now. Yeah, I would debate whether or not uh, the syrup or the jam would be the choice. Not my my primary, my, my top type of waffle. Okay. But I would consider trying it with a few different accoutrements. Yeah. And seeing how that comes out. It was good just to kind of kind of be aware of what you're getting there. Uh, did you try any of the appetizers, TJ, that are listed on the menu? Because if you didn't, I did. 
and I would tell you about them. No, Dave, I have not. Uh, I have repeatedly thought about I, I've had the spaghetti and meatballs, so the meatballs, I feel like I kind of know what I'm getting into there. Sure. Uh, that that fried cheese thing sounds good, and I think about it every time I'm in there. Well, that, that may have to be something we explore on, on yet another visit, considering we've been there a, a bunch. But I did get one of the appetizers, and while you have explored the meatballs, the appetizer is a little different because they're cheese-stuffed meatballs. And the cheese-stuffed meatballs are a great appetizer to share. Uh, you get quite a few of them, I think right around six or so. Uh, and they, they are a smaller, uh, looser meatball, which does kind of dovetail into the meatballs, I think, that I had on my spaghetti and meatball dish. But they are stuffed with cheese. And uh, I actually paired these, I think I had these on my very first eat-in visit uh, with a risotto, which we'll get to in a second. And I thought in my, my heart of hearts that... I was going to try to craft a lightweight lunch for myself and totally didn't because I ordered a very cheesy risotto and then meatball stuffed with cheese. Um, all things were good. I think these little guys are um, great to share. Lots of cheese, just melty everywhere. Kind of that loose pack of cheese in there. And a good sear, a good uh, Maillard on the outside, good coloring on these meatballs. And uh, I think this is the low-carb cheeseburger lover's paradise order. If you want to order a burger without the bun and you just want some meat and cheese and you want to enjoy yourself, uh, these little guys are really tasty and they're kind of a fun, different appetizer. Uh, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's other restaurants, of course, that would serve some meatballs as an appetizer. Well, I'm sure meatball over in the Blackstone district or out West would probably serve you all the meatballs you want. But I think this is a fun appetizer, certainly a shareable, or if you wanted to have this just yourself as an entree, I think it would work uh, very well. So definitely would recommend the cheese stuffed meatballs. Uh, shall we travel to other things with cheese like Risotto, TJ? Ah, uh, one of the highlights. Yes, by all means, let us do so. I believe we have both had the mushroom. Is that correct? That is correct. That was the, the only risotto that I had with this uh, foray into Sofra. Yes. And you, it sounds like you've had a couple of uh, different risottos, true? Yeah, I've done the mushroom as I recall. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the, the chicken pesto was one of the others. I think I've had one more... But uh, it's it's not sticking in my head right now. I I've kind of been been through this menu a lot. The, yeah. For for me, the the mushroom sticks out pretty pretty it's, strongly. Let's just lead with this. It's really good. So you get a large portion of risotto, plenty of mushroom, plenty of parm. It's got that good uh, arboreal rice, uh, very creamy and good texture. And I ate about half of this and had to kind of, I, I stopped myself. I could have easily just put a hurting on this thing. Now the mushroom risotto uh, as ordered is a single entree by itself. That's everything that it comes with. The The protein involved in there is cheese. There isn't a, uh, I, I'm not sure if you can add chicken. I'm not sure that I'd want to. Um, but I, I think changing it almost in any way would throw off the I balance agree. pretty badly. I agree. Uh, this is just delicious. I mean, I'm a sucker for a good risotto or rice dish anyway, but this was just really, really good. Uh, really hot, freshly prepared, and just just laden um, with cheesy, tasty, risotto-y goodness. If you're a, a lighter lunch, lighter-ish lunch, party of two, you could probably split the mushroom risotto and the meatball appetizer. Oh yeah, and you'd be sitting real good uh, for the day. So, um, it real real quick, I I had a hard time. I, I saw the pesto. You said it was a chicken pesto risotto. Yeah, chicken pesto risotto. Just high level. How was that? Because I, the mushroom risotto is so savory that I was kind of concerned for my own this is just my own palate this is just dave talking here that the uh, and i like a good pesto but i was worried it would kind of pull me out of the intense savoriness that the mushroom risotto has do you recall how the pesto uh chicken pesto risotto was it's wonderful it's rich it's savory the the pesto risotto component of it yeah is 
you know, apples to oranges, it's different. Okay. Um, but has has the satisfaction level for many of the same reasons as okay. the mushroom risotto. I will say there does have to be a little something in there to uh, to break it up so it's not just a single homogenous thing. Okay. However, the chicken was the downside there. And really? I think uh, cubes thereof, I want to say probably breast tenders, uh, cooked properly, uh, still fairly moist, not not in any way overcooked, but just the the chicken itself. Maybe if it was thinly, not super thin, but reason sliced uh-huh. uh, and short slices. That's the word I'm looking for. Is you know not full length, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, breast slices or something. Like oh, that. sure, sure. Fairly short slices, so they they come apart easily as you're you're going through and don't distract. Oh, so more of a textural distraction. Yes. Okay. Um the modern uh, uh hen when when you're uh you're you're making your chicken is more of a vehicle for other flavors than it has flavor of its own. So you have this wonderful flavorful uh pesto risotto with all that richness and then you get a hit of chicken breast and you can season it you can marinate it you can do whatever with it but compared to the the flavor penetration of rice and and herbs and seasoning and cheesing it's it's <laughs> not it's not gonna be the same and it it's a nice enough contrast but it's almost too much of it that said um it was still good. It was still fairly moist as as yeah. a chicken breast cube can be. Yeah. Well prepared and very tasty. I would still order it again, but am I as happy with it as the mushroom risotto? No. I for for your first foray into into an alliance with the sofra, I would say that uh that the mushroom risotto should be your your the go to. Your choice in that category. Perfect. All right. Uh, briefly too, uh, speaking of greens and things like that, cause we definitely have talked about some, the risotto is a really heavy dish and we're going to get into some other dishes here. But I don't want to say it's a heavy dish. It, it's, it's delicious and super satisfying, but it's, it's quite rich. It, it kind of is. I did get a Greek salad because I went in and I got a burger, but I really wanted some green veggies. Uh, the Greek salad on the menu runs about $13, and I would say it's simple and perfect for what I wanted. Um, it's 13 bucks, and it's big. In fact, right when it came out to the table, I asked for a to-go box, and I put half of it in the to-go box and ate the other half with my meal. A little bit of feta on there, a mild oil and vinegar. You might need to ask for a little bit of additional oil and vinegar depending on your personal taste. It is definitely shareable. So much like the risotto or the meatballs, you could shoot, you could do the meatballs, the risotto, and the salad and split those three things and have quite a filling meal, actually. But um, the salad actually traveled home and uh, our the, the folks at the house uh, had the rest of it. And it, it was still really good, too. I just mentioned it so that if you're looking for some leafy greens uh, slash some veggies to go with uh, maybe a, a heavier item. This is a good shareable thing to to kind of break it up. Definitely a straightforward uh, salad. There isn't anything, you know, super complex here. It's brightly colored. It's brightly, uh, well, I was going to say brightly flavored, but I suppose the tomatoes might fit in there. Freshly flavored is what I'm going to go for and a good move if you need a salad, and I'm glad that they had it on the menu because it really fit the bill for exactly what I wanted. How about some burgers, TJ? This is one of the reasons why you wanted to, you're like, hey, Dave, we need to go to Sofa Kitchen and eat some burgers. Yeah, because now, now, mind you, as as winter is setting in here as we're recording this episode. Yes. And uh, my my last few orders of burgers, I've, I've uh, had them kind of rush delivered so they don't sit out for too long. Yeah. Because uh, the the cold definitely uh, definitely takes quite a bit off of them when sure. they cool down. However, sure. uh, up through early fall, when I've been ordering these things as a delivery item, just so I can do stuff at home, but also have real food when I want it at eight in the flipping morning, I I will frequently order these burgers. That was my introduction to ah. to the sofra mm -hmm. was ordering a burger because I wanted a decent burger in the morning. And I knew nothing of the place and picked up 
I think I've gone down the the. Have you had them all? I think I've had them all. I've had um, I've had two and a half because I had a bite of uh, your truffle burger, and then I had the uh, barbecue burger and uh, also the Swiss mushroom. So I what's there's like the classic I think is the other one I think that's all four because there's like four of them on the menu right so I right think, right the the Sofra burger is there their, their classic yeah so we kind of um, covered the but the even gimmick. even under those circumstances again now that's getting a little colder this is less true however I ordered me a burger mm-hmm. that was going to be you know picked up and and taken in a car for several minutes from the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it was still hot, fresh, and tasty when it got to me. Whoa. Like, fairly satisfying. And with a nicely sized side of fries. Big side of fries. That's a fun... I'm going to uh, to start using that uh, phrase in its entirety for my, my new Fatter Day tongue twister <laughs> uh, on, on more episodes. A nicely sized side everywhere. of fries. Yes. Selling seashells by the seashore. But yeah, good sized uh, thing of kind of natural cut fries. Yes. We order multiple entrees frequently on Saturday because we're trying to get a good cross section. True. But generally, if I am not watching what I eat, it's two entrees, especially in a takeout situation like this. I, I order, you know, two things and eat all of one thing and most of another. But in the case of this, I order the burger. It comes with fries. Yes. It's one thing for about, what are we, what are we at? Yeah, about, about 15. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is the exact average here because I'm looking at uh, 14, well, 14, 5 to 15, 5. That's most entrees, honestly, across the board for the right. menu are about 15. Yeah, a lot, a lot of 13s and 14s yep. in there. Um, yep, yep. If you bring but a- yeah, fi- 15 bucks for one thing and I am full. That is the meal. Yeah. I am happy. There is plenty of it. Golly, it was tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now coming to finally eating in. Yes. And this was why I, I called Dave, I believe, from the restaurant, my first <laughs> foray there and said, hey, we should do so. We should get it. Yes. Yeah, you did. I, I, I think I was uh, in my car about to travel to lunch at and you're like, hey, next time around, we need to do this. Yeah. There are better burgers. There are worse burgers. This is a, a pretty darn good burger. It's a solid burger. But uh, holy smokes, hot, fresh and juicy, juicy. to the point where. Whoa. Um, Get your napkins ready. If there's anyone out there who's had to uh, install electronics in an outdoor bathroom or kitchen setting where you have to worry about like where the wire goes so you get like a drip loop in there, <laughs> that's what you have to do with your arm positioning here. <laughs> so it doesn't Because if you're, if, if, you're, if you're not careful, the, the burger is so juicy, your first couple of bites may very well wind up going all the way down your shirt sleeve to your elbow. This yeah. is a, a serious business burger and everything I've had, granted, if if I were to come in, I frequently come in when they're not very busy, like first thing or or early afternoon yeah, pro tip, or if on a weekday. Pretty quiet in the early morning. Yeah. yeah. So when when they're absolutely getting slammed by a million customers, this may not be as true. But holy smokes, everything I've had is nuclear hot and fresh like yes. as as hot and fresh as you can get yes. the burger was no exception and it might be almost uh, it, it might be hyperbole oh it might be uh seasoning is hyperbole be, being a little a little internally pretentious if that's a thing that's possible to do oh but after two bites of that truffle burger on my first four, because the truffles what I what I order takeout all the time. Yeah. After about two bites of that, uh-huh. I literally thought the phrase "transcendent burger." Oh my! Wow. I don't know if one one should call a burger transcendent, but uh, yeah, that that was impressive because it had all those flavors that I wanted, but just so hot, fresh, and juicy. Yes. It, just a gosh golly, gee darn good burger the patty sizes are excellent yes. i think for the two smash patties you're in the neighborhood of like a one and a half patty burger which the way they're balancing out the ingredients is perfect 
this is an excellent burger. I don't know yes. if I'm going to go as far as like best burger I've ever had, but it's just really good. They they nail it. They it get is, it right. It is remarkable in that, uh, like like you said, you know, we're we're not ranking top ten burgers here or anything like that. But this is really good, and having had it now three times because I had a bite of I think you ordered the truffle when you and I had lunch I went back and had a different burger the last one I had was the Swiss mushroom and consistently every time super hot juicy I like the double smash um, and th- like you said they pull it off perfectly here um, a good amount of cheese on there if you get the burgers with cheese and you know they've got four burgers they're very similar it's the topping loadouts are slightly different. I will tell you that with like the Swiss mushroom and things like that, the cheese and mushroom and things sort of, maybe it's just because the burger itself is so hot and so juicy. It sort of melds itself together in one burger bite for me. I I don't get individual ingredients. I'm not like all of a sudden I've got a mushroom. You can focus on the notes as you would in a, a single thing with, you know, different spices and stuff in it where you can train your brain to focus on how much how much time is there in this soup or whatever but yeah it it feels very cohesive and i think that's true of pretty much all of them it's yeah it's a melded it's a melded bite because so like the barbecue burger has both swiss and american and bacon um but it's like the the cheese i I, i'm not like oh i've got a really pronounced cheese it's just like i've got this moist and delicious bite uh very nicely seasoned and with the uh the swiss kind of the same thing i mean honestly the two burgers the the swiss and and the barbecue my barbecue sauce memory may be failing me a little bit i don't recall it being a very pronounced barbecue sauce i'm just going to tell you that both of the burgers that i had had enough melty cheese hot fresh juicy and delicious a great selection here. I would say that sometimes when you go to a restaurant and you're unsure of what to pick and there's a burger on the menu, sometimes it pays off greatly. Other times you're settling for, that's eh, the burger. This is a great choice if you're looking to go to Sofra Kitchen. I really like the burger. I think the truffle is your favorite though, Teach, right? Yeah, they uh, overall to to your point on on what to order, their breakfast offerings are very nice mm-hmm. for for my money, and again, biased against breakfast a little bit. But they're they're heavy hitters to a lesser extent. The Benedict, but the burger and the risotto those yes. those are some some powerhouse menu items. And hundred yes, percent, my absolute favorite is the the truffle. Even if you're thinking of like the Swiss mushroom, the truffle pretty much has all of those characteristics with that extra bit of truffle goodness. I think that is your your first foray should probably be either the mushroom risotto or the truffle burger. I flip and love that thing. Yeah. What's great is I know you've you've kind of nailed it because I have visual memory queuing up right now thinking of the risotto and thinking of the burger. And so you know those are good recommendations. And then the other thing that pops right into my brain is that meatball appetizer. But I think the burger and the risotto are just are just slamming. So we also got some pasta. My take on the spaghetti and meatballs, I think where your your preferences and mine uh, may differ, maybe where I enjoyed this uh, maybe more than you did. I like the fact that I got like, I don't know, five or six. The listing on the menu says spaghetti and meatball. And I wondered... Because I, I, I didn't have it. You know, this is my first foray into ordering it for myself. I think I got to see your plate. But um, I was wondering if I was going to get spaghetti and one large meatball because it's not plural on the menu. But I was pleasantly um, surprised. I guess one large meatball would have been good, too, and probably more your type of meatball. But in this case, I'm going to say there are six, maybe even eight little meatballs. And you kind of nailed it in that minimally processed. This is literally a, a small sphere or, or boy, rustic is even probably, I, I, that word is so overused. It is not a perfect sphere. It's, it's of kind of beef. A, a rough sphere. Yeah. It's like where, where I like this is like chef, I feel has ground beef next to, next to them and grabs a pinch of it. Yes. <laughs> You actually, you somewhat stole my thunder there because I was just going to attempt to coin the uh, the phrase slash word meat pinch. Oh, 
Yes. It's a meat pinch. I would agree. Like the chef was thinking, do not overhandle the meatball. Yes. Yes. Because that, that is that is a surefire way to ruin the meatball. Yes. So it was as quick as possible. Meat mix, pinch, into yes. the sauce. Yeah, 100%. I would say scantily seasoned. There's not... Oh, there's not basil in here. There's not any. I don't. I don't think there's any herbs. If if there is, very very mildly. And I would say the meatballs themselves have very little salt. So when you mix that with the sauce or those, you kind of get a heavier salted sauce, possibly because of the extreme level of Parmesan that is on here. TJ, earlier when we were talking about the risotto, mentioned that... Um, I felt it was more of a dusting. Oh, mine was like coated. Um, I I got quite a bit. We could go to the photographic evidence and we can talk about this, but I felt that there was quite a bit on there. Um, and so I that that not as salty meatball with a saltier sauce now granted i'm i'm the salt guy i love salt it's true um but i think the the balance of the not as salty meatball with a saltier sauce was was possibly a move for a cohesive bite the noodles themselves um a dried pasta i do believe cooked nicely al dente and i i literally cleaned my plate i will tell you the sauce um, kind of TJ, as you alluded to, is not tomato forward. I would say that the 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 Parmesan that's in there or the other ingredients are even with or or superseding almost the tomato element of the sauce. It is not a strongly tomato forward sauce. That said, I enjoyed this. I liked the the tiny uh, handmade meatballs. I scraped the bowl. Again, like TJ said, the presentation on this is excellent. But uh, I, I would say, though, that uh, unless you are seeking the plate of spaghetti and meatballs is like, that is the thing I officially want for my first Sofra foray, I would definitely uh, say, um, as we have said a couple of times now, that a burger or the mushroom risotto are the best uh, entry-level dishes if you would like the Saturday Omaha uh, GPS guidance uh, through the menu. Yeah. TJ, was there anything else that you had that we need to espouse to these microphones for the people? Uh, two I'm going to touch on briefly. One is the Lox Benedict. The other one is the Shrimp Penne. Oh, hello. Uh, the Shrimp Penne I had to try because it comes in a rosé sauce, and I was curious as to... Uh, to how that would go. Yeah. And I definitely do get some of the, the rosé notes around the edges. I'm going to make this a a warm, personal story type thing Ooh. and gloss over it quickly all at the same time. <laughs> um, our, our dear mother used to make a seafood bisque of which she was fairly proud. And I like seafood more than you do. You do. But not that much. Gotcha. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not a big seafood guy. I liked... Her seafood bisque, I thought it was lovely. This had a lot of tones of that. Um, somewhat creamy, uh, uh, definitely a, a thicker sauce, mm -hmm. a, a slight pink hue to it, uh, blended nicely, a, a lot of... Uh, a slightly rose tint to it, as you're saying. Yes. Yes. The, that that rosé flavor is is hard to describe, uh, Some somewhere in the neighborhood of, uh, of white wine, but it really does pair nicely. Uh, with the shrimp, just rich enough. If if you were looking for a seafood thing, uh -huh. it it is a warm, pleasant, comfort food type dish with just enough uh, uh, brightness, uh -huh. uh, overtones to it. I think one of the the better potential uh, seafood base because there there's a couple of shrimp things Love I do believe base. happening here. Um, I I legitimately enjoyed every bite of it. I I did not. Finish said seafood bisque. I said seafood bisque. See there, there. I'm very strongly associated <laughs> to the the. I did not finish the shrimp penne because it was with two, three full other entrees. Oh come my. to think of it, the voice of Saturday Omaha loves shrimp. So if you love shrimp, it sounds like this would be a, a really solid contender. I, I think a solid contender. Yes, and the other one being the lox Benedict. I ordered the lox Benedict. And the which I was not at all in the mood for a fishy tasting item at all. Why'd you order it? And lox being, you know, the smoked salmon flavor. Yeah, it's it's 
breakfast sushi, basically. <laughs> uh, and it was was nowhere near in the mood for that. But it was one of the few things I haven't tried. Oh, you're just you were you were doing a public service, right? What trying okay. trying to get down through the rest of the menu, trying to try things I had not yet okay. done. Gotcha. So I ordered two things I didn't like. Well, okay, two things with items on them I generally L- lower like potential yeah, yeah. A, a locks i will be in the mood for on occasion but just okay. wasn't this morning sure and it was still no, good. no matter no matter how much i like non-breakfast things at breakfast times yeah uh sushi which locks effectively kind of sort of is <laughs> uh is is definitely low on my list of, of breakfast time foods that said same as the the shrimp penne a dish i didn't really want that particular thing uh and it was just so darn well prepared that i was aware of how good it was for for something i didn't want it was delicious and i ate the whole thing (laughs) perfect perfect well in in summary as as we have covered many uh ranging dishes here at uh sofra there's a lot to be had here the risotto the burger we've said it try it please they're delicious however there's so many different options. Uh, they're open 7.30 in the morning currently to 2.30 in the afternoon. So, so you need to go. Don't don't go here for dinner. You'll be disappointed because the doors will be locked. But the neat part is, is if you go in and somebody wants breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, all available during their breakfast, lunch, brunch time frame. So the full menu always available. Staff is great. Um, I've said hello to uh, the kitchen several times walking out there. Happy to you know wave at you. Like TJ said, there's care being placed into the food, on your plate, in the presentation. The environment is reflective of that as well. You're going to sit down. You're going to be comfortable in an enjoyable place. And then you're going to get a plate of hot and fresh or cold and fresh, depending on which order, food. And it's going to be presented well. And I think I think you're just going to have a really nice time. And I think that's where, where Sofra Kitchen is at in Midtown, and I think you will enjoy it in Omaha, Nebraska, located at 220 South 31st Avenue. TJ, anything you would like to add before we sign it off on this episode? Yes, Dave, I do have something to add. However, since we are somewhat pressed for time on this episode with what we have, yes. and you summed up everything perfectly, yes, I suspect we're going to cut it off right here, Yes, and then we'll say our names and greet people goodbye. But in case we don't do that, and we can shoehorn this somewhere into the episode, one story very quickly. Again, the waitstaff is very pleasant, very welcoming, uh, a very nice, good, good uh, experience overall. I did go in that last time when I ordered three full entrees, Whoa. and it was clear I was sampling the menu. You have that straight shot to the kitchen. You do. I could see that the chef was like he was waiting till I was just about to finish with one entree. Oh, and then he'd quick finish plate the next one, so everything came out beautiful and exactly the right temperature nice. at exactly the right time to make my experience seamless and wonderful and everything just about perfect like there was very real care and and awareness of of customer preference and experience taking place here that's awesome i'm glad that you weighed in with that and with that then i'll say i'm dave I'm TJ. And we are Fatterday Omaha. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Share with somebody. Food's great to share, so maybe, maybe share us too. And as we say, until we eat again, stay hungry. Bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email fatterdayomaha at gmail.com thanks for listening and stay hungry fatterday omaha eat this